Well, it's that time of the year. It's the end of the year. It's my solo episode. And I couldn't think of what I wanted to do. Like last year, I did a health update. I've done like top 20 lessons in 2020. So there was always something that felt really like top of mind pertinent. And this year, I just didn't have that thing. I just didn't have that one thing that felt like this is what I want to talk about. So it hit me literally yesterday, as I'm recording this today, um, that I should ask you guys what you want to know about me. And so this is a Q&A. So this is like an AMA Q&A kind of style solo episode. And I hope you enjoy it. I Hopefully I've done a good enough job scanning the comments to find a variety of questions. We're going to start with health update and we're going to end with the best lesson in 2022 which kind of encompasses what I, you know, the topics that I would usually cover on a given year. So health journey update. So some of you maybe know, maybe don't know, I uh, I had a breast explant in um, April, end of April of this year, 2022. And, um, you know, I have been on such a journey since really uh, the very, the beginning of 2021 with uh, hormones um, weight fluctuation, really just going up, um, with, um, you know, just energy levels to some degree. Um, yeah, lots of biomarkers through all those sort of experience, like lessons and testing that I've done so many blood tests. Like, I think I've actually reached the point in time that I'm not scared of needles, which is really saying something because when I was young, I used to pass out. Those updates, like last year's update, will give you a really good sort of grasp as a lot of those things. But explant played a really big role. And I've, I was, I had such a big impact on me within hours. I decided to share it and nobody even knew for sure that I had implants. And so I got them back when I was 32. Uh, so like, so what, eight years ago about is when I got them. And um, so I had them in for seven and a half years. And really, I just started to notice things like, my weight was increasing. My hair wasn't as healthy. I mean, you can see it's kind of getting longer finally. Um, but I cut it because it wasn't just wasn't healthy anymore. That was part of my reason for cutting it. Um, so just there was just lots of um, lots of things. And so as soon as I had them out that night, I could feel like natural oils on my skin for the first time, which is probably why my skin and my scalp were so dry for a couple of years. Um, and I mean, I tried everything to like solve my scalp issue as like felt gross, but it just was what it was. And, um, and then the next morning I had so much energy. So I posted about it and it became a thing. And my doctor and I went on good morning America, like six days after surgery. And he was really, um, nervous to watch me like going like this with my arms and like going behind my back, but he did a great job and he really supported it and has seen it before. In fact, when I was in his office, he was like, um, you know, I think this is really going to help you. And I'm saying that because I've just seen it too many times. So um, I appreciate that because uh, I have since heard from so many women that what does it take to get your doctor to like believe you? And um, that's a part of it. So because it's easy to talk you out of it because, again, there's no like exact. It's not like you can go do a test and test positive for breast implant illness. So it's been a journey since then. It's been up and down. I've, you know, I've found out since um, then that I also have mold like three different strains of mold. 
And my hormones are like tough to come back. I mean, especially like thyroid is really just like not seeming to sort of get where it needs to get. Some of my hormones are coming back for sure. Heavy metals, which were discovered last year, were super, super high. So those are coming down as well. And so I, you know, one of the latest things that I have been doing, I'm just about to go in for my second round of it is um, something called Ibu. And no, I don't know what that stands for, but it basically is like a blood dialysis with ozone. So they have one uh of one line in one arm and another in the other and it come it's a closed system. It pull you end up filtering half of your blood. It goes through a machine, it goes through ozone, which ozone is a stressor to the body, but it also is um you know, there are positive stressors. So they monitor just how much ozone you get based on the color of your blood and for me it was I only got 30 minutes in to the 60 and my blood was way too dark. That's a sign of oxidative stress. So they stopped the ozone. Anyway, continued to filter the blood and there was tons of plaque and various different things in the filter, which in the future, they say that they're going to be able to um, uh, maybe be able to do analysis on that just to see what is coming out of the blood into the filter. But for this time being, it's just um, witnessing sort of what's in it. When I visited Egypt, I was introduced to an expert aromacologist who explained the healing powers of various scents. I returned home with 18 bottles of powerful essences that unlocked specific feelings and had all sorts of healing properties. I became inspired to find a functional way to deliver them in a new consumer lifestyle product. Candles became my medium. Voyant means seer a reference to the inner eye chakra, one of the key energy points in the body essential to wellness and healing. Voyant is a doorway to openness and imagination, a catalyst in our daily journey. Whether you're connecting with others or enjoying alone time, Voyant strives to beautify the home and the soul to create a haven of peace and joy. The candle is delivered with a beautiful monogram 12-ounce stemless wine glass, which can be used after the wax is gone. My limited edition candle collection is available exclusively at voyantbydanica.com. Um, and, um, and then it goes back into, and then it gets cleaned and ozone back into you again. So I did that. I actually had a pretty horrible reaction. I had a really, really big histamine reaction where I, um, they, I, I, I basically felt super tired for two days and then I lost my voice and then I had a lot of congestion. So that can happen as sort of a mast cell reaction to, um, uh, the ozone and how much stress was put on the body. So, um, so I'm going in for round two, but like with quercetin before and glutathione after and, um, NAC before I go in, um, and Pepsid's supposed to help. So anyway, we've got a new protocol, but, um, I'll keep you guys updated on how the Ibu ends up working over the course of time. Um, and honestly, just doing less, like I pushed so hard. Like I just, I do, I pushed so hard. I, I was doing all the things I, I hit a breaking point in October and, uh, I like broke down crying. I went to Chicago. I went to go watch my friend Aaron run the Chicago marathon. And, uh, my sister and I were there. And, um, I remember holding this like packet of pills that I was supposed to take. And I just said to broke, I couldn't like open it. And I was like, I don't even want to take these. And she said, don't. And I looked at her and I just started crying. And I was like, I'm so fucking tired. I'm so fucking tired of trying so hard. 
And she's like, you're not broken. Like you're, you're not broken. You're fine. Your body knows what to do. You are fine. You operate just fine. Like relax, let it go. And so there's that spiritual psychological perspective of focusing so hard on what's not right that you keep getting more of it. And so I just kind of quit a lot of things. I told Mindy Pels has been my doctor all year, basically. And, um, or most of the year and she's been wonderful. And I just told her, I like, I'm tired. Like I need a break. And she's like, okay, we'll take a month. I'm like, I'm thinking like the rest of the year. So, um, so we went into a really minimalistic protocol where it was like, I'd only do like three things, three things. Cause I was doing castor oil packs at night, coffee enemas in the morning, red light, um, uh, hocket machine, uh, lymphatic drainage massages, body work with lymph, with lymph movement. I've tried everything. Like it was just my, my daily protocols on top of all the pills was just extreme and I was exhausted. And so I've just simplified it. So I simplified it to a couple of things. I simplified it to, uh, Dr. Amen has a, a supplement called happy saffron that has like 25 plus, um, studies already on it of the positive effect. So for just mood and mood generally. Um, so I've been taking that getting in the hyperbaric chamber because that one is my least favorite because it's so boring, but, um, but I do that for one to two hours at a time when I can the other one, which is EMDR. Now, let me tell you about EMDR. I think I feel like it's going to get there in the questions. I think somebody asked something that I thought, Oh, this is where EMDR will come in, but I'll just quickly preface it. Um, highly recommended by Dr. Amen as well. And also my, I mean, for me, I had tried this with my therapist. Yes, I have a therapist. I actually plan to almost always have a therapist. I don't think there's going to be a point in time in life where I just won't maybe for a couple of months at a time here and there six months, but I always plan to have a therapist because the work should always be on yourself. Like you can't change someone else. You can only change yourself. So that's my word of wisdom with therapy. And we did EMDR and it was like time travel time travel. There's also another book called, I'm look, I'm pointing because my bookshelf is over there. The body keeps the score and it's a super heady book. And it's like got a lot of dense information, but one of the prevailing therapies for healing everything from PTSD to depression and all kinds of different, um, emotional states is EMDR because it is like time travel. And when I heard EMDR for the first time, I thought, what's EMDR? Do you, is this like a in the heart of Napa Valley lays Somnium, which means to dream in Latin. The Somnium Vineyard Estate is an extension of the love and intensity that I pour into everything I do. To experience our wines, visit SomniumWine.com and use the code Somnium to receive a $10 flat shipping rate. Please drink responsibly. Do you take something? Is it like you hook up to something? It sounds intense, right? But it's it's not actually. All it is, and, and every therapist has a different way of doing it. So some kind of use their finger and it stands for rapid eye movement, rapid eye movement, something desensitization. So you're basically bypassing your normal way of thinking and being able to access your memories in a new, at this point in time, instead of in your old patterning. Um so my, my therapist uses buzzers and they're just little vibrators, one in each hand, and it just alternates. It goes bzz, 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 bzz. 
And you think of sort of like a, a trauma that's happened, something that emotionally marks you. Like it's not like when you got in that car crash, although that might be one of them. Um, it's what has happened in your life that you have a vivid memory of that you um, had an emotional reaction to or that, you know, kind of pops up in your in your reality now as a as a memory or maybe like the backtracking source of why you feel the way you feel. Um, I had one Akashic reader tell me, like, go to the first and the worst, meaning what was the first time and the worst time that you had an emotion come through. Going to those first and worst, going to those deeply emotional traumatic moments, your mind just wanders. And you can't, if you get your head in the way, it's totally not going to work quite right. You have to, uh, like, allow. You have to stop thinking. You have to just let things come through. And if nothing comes through, fine. But I promise you, once as soon as you not mentally think, I'll just not think, but feel like I'm just going to surrender and sit here. And if we just don't have a good session today, fine. That's when it comes through. And it is like, re you're watching a past memory from you're watching it as an observer of your of yourself and you're also watching the other person or the other like whoever else is within the situation um and you not only see that but sometimes i've seen um how that person became like they did or i've also seen soul orchestration where it's like I was aware that I needed the experience that was difficult to get me to where I went, to give me like, uh, uh, to, to stress me, to, to challenge me, to, to give me some sort of, um, an experience so that I knew how to navigate something else more important in the future. I saw this, like, I like literally like there is like a, a controlling consciousness or energies or angels or guides that are literally like turning your head to look at a certain thing happening so that you see it, so that you hear it, so you can have the experience. So anyway, EMDR really gives you just this whole, whole, whole new experience of an event that was really traumatic. And you go in and then you you watch. It's almost, there's very much, um, and this is, I'll say this later, but like in Michael Singer's work with Untethered Soul, it's about allowing things. It's about allowing an experience of and something that you, something that's going on to sort of go through you. And that ends up feeling like what you really do is you, you're watching it from a wiser, older perspective. And you're just witnessing it and you see it for what it really is instead of what it felt like then when you didn't have the tools to navigate it better. And I'm just telling you, it is, I would recommend everyone in the whole wide world to do EMDR. I think it is the best thing ever. So Dr. Amon said, make a list of your top 10 traumas and just go in and start knocking them out. So, um, so those are the things happy saffron hyperbaric, and EMDR have been sort of my protocols for this sort of last quarter of the year. Um, on top of that, I will say I did get my sauna and my cold plunge. So uh, I have been using those, but I only use them when I want to. Like, that's a rule. Like, if it doesn't, we came up with this sort of way of saying it. Um we it's called the inside lane because like in racing if you go to the outside it's just the hard way doesn't mean you can't do it but if you go to the inside it's the shorter distance it tends to be the easier pass um so it's like what is all inside lane stuff for me like what feels good and easy if it if it's exciting if i think it's like i think therapy's fun to be honest or you know whatever it is or jumping in the cold plunge for that like shock and that experience like if i want to do it fine you can do those things um but it's got to be like inside lane uh like feeling things so to recap 
basically, um, it's been a journey. It's very up and down, but I've since in the last sort of three, four months really just felt like last three months that less is more. Um, I also am working out less. So I'm really only like lifting weights of three days a week and every other day basically is just walking. So I've like toned everything down and honestly, it feels really good. And I, and I think that things are really shifting at least I feel better. And at the end of the day, perception is reality. So that's kind of the health update. I'll keep you guys posted. I still care about biomarkers. So um, Dr. Powell's Mindy and I have talked about, you know, what are those biomarkers? So I'm still going to keep tabs on mold, metals, and the hormones and thyroid. So um, we'll keep an eye on those and just um, I'll keep you guys posted how it goes. All right. I'll try and buzz through as many of these as I can. Okay. Would I rather be 50 or 15 for the rest of my life? Uh, I'd rather be 50 for the rest of my life for sure. 15 was like, well, number one, I can't drive. And number two and three and four and five, like you just aren't that wise. Um, and, uh, don't have a lot of resources. So I'd much rather be 50 for the rest of my life. Um, a burning man recap was requested. What do they need to know? Well, um, burning man is, uh, like the hours are different. You know, you kind of uh, stay up till, you know, the sun or, you know, somewhere between three, four, five, six, seven a.m. And, um, you know, you don't get as much sleep, sleep a little bit. I'm not a big sleeper, especially during the day. Um, and then, you know, it's just kind of like riding your bike around. So I'd say, you know, it's like a different schedule. A lot of house music. I didn't really know that either. If you're a country fan, you ain't going to find any, you know, Kenny Chesney out there, Jason Aldean. It's going to be uh, it's going to be all house and beats and music. So um, be into that. What I loved so much is it's just like people in their truth. You know, if they want to ride their bike all day and go to temple and cry, fine. If they want to party literally all day, you can do that, too. Uh, but I'd say, you know, go in with an open mind, um, go with some friends. So you have some people to go do things with and um, make sure you bring a lot of twinkling lights because there's a lot of riding your bike around at night. And with 80,000 people there and everybody having a bike, they all look the same and you're going to need lights so you don't get driven over as well um, and uh, have fun with the costumes. But I think it's such a great experience. I mean, I think that it's just something that if you have any level of curiosity, it's totally worth going at least once. Most surprising interview of 2022. So Josh Gates kind of surprised me. I just ended up having a lot of fun with him. We kind of bantered back and forth. He's he's a really like a modern day Indiana Jones. So um, or actually not even modern day because Indiana Jones isn't real. He's like a real Indiana Jones. Uh, so that was a super fun. We talked we talked about a lot of the topics that I love to talk about, whether it be like travel or plant medicine or any of those kinds of things, spiritual perspectives. Um, so that was great. And then I thought the other one that was surprising was I loved the second. So it's the second time I've interviewed him, but Dave Asprey, um, who's the like, I can't even call him the godfather. He's just literally the father of biohacking. He named it biohacking because he came from the tech world. Um, but Dave totally like normally it's like a much more um, health oriented tips and tricks and big words that I don't understand. But we talked a lot about spirituality and a lot about energy and how this reality is working. And um, so I thought that that second Dave Asprey interview was really cool. I really enjoyed that. Most inspiring interviews of 2022. I'd say Zach Bush. He's also the second time I've interviewed him as well. Um, I guess this is what happens when you've had a show for a couple, well, three years almost. <laughs> so uh, Zach is just like so deep. And again, kind of similar to Dave, 
it was a lot more health oriented when when I interviewed him in 2019 about, you know, cancer and how that works and you know, just a lot of different aspects of pure heart, more hardcore health. And this time it got more spiritual and it got much deeper into how things really work in the world. And, you know, much more about, and is there a theme here? Like more about energy and more about your mind and your perception. And, um, I just, uh, I just, I love that that information is coming through because it's, uh, it'll change the world. So anyway, Zach's was a great interview. And then I think the other one that was super inspiring was Michael Singer. I mean, I was just so grateful that he did it. He doesn't do very many interviews. He wrote the book Untethered Soul. Such great information to some degree, kind of simple with the information, like meaning it shouldn't be complicated to understand, but just really powerful and just like just a really, really, really great guy. So um, I thought that he he was very inspiring as well. Okay, uh, my focus for the next few years, mm, I'm gonna put a big focus on business. I you know I I obviously worked and raced, but then after that, I kind of have just like let my creativity and my interests build be, turn into businesses. But I'm not like the best boss. Like, I don't know exactly, you know, how to do that. I don't know numbers. I'm terrible. Like, I I don't, I'm not very good with details. So I just want to understand better how to be a boss, how to run businesses, how to make them more successful. Um, so I'm going to put a lot of focus in the next few years into business and um, and also being out there a little bit more. I'm ready to do like another push of um, whatever I can do to help people's confidence, awareness, and um, growth expand at the fastest and best rate possible. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to kind of jump in and see what else we can see what else we see what else I can do. Um, so business is my focus for the next few years, uh, aspects of driver mentality that sort of play that play into the spiritual and personal growth side of things. So, um, I mean, aspects of being a driver include needing to be focused. Mind over matter is also, I mean, to be in control, you need to know you can. You need to go into the corner with confidence. And so um, I think that that plays into other things too, is having the confidence that whatever's coming through energetically or intuitively is true and that you can trust that and you trust yourself. I think that that's an important driver aspect that plays into spirituality believing, believing as a driver that it's possible for you to go out there and win and be successful just as much as that there are energies beyond our awareness um, or our consistent awareness for some that are playing into our, are deeply into our reality of how we experience this life. So um, having trust and believing is also important. Places I'd like to visit. Oh gosh, this is like, I could go on and on. Um, I'd love to go to Iceland. I'd love to go to Patagonia, Argentina, Chile, um, Bali, Easter Island would be cool to see. I'd like to go back to Egypt. I'd also like to see Petra, which is nearby. I think uh, Italy. Can you believe I haven't really, I don't think I've been to Italy. I've looked at it from Monaco before, but I haven't been there. I'd like to go to Italy. I'd like to go to Spain and Portugal as well. And I'd like to go wine tasting in France. I think it's about time. I mean, I've been to France with my Danica Rosé. I went to Provence, um, but we were kind of working. So it wasn't like a trip trip. Um, so I'd like to go wine tasting in France. Okay. I think that should keep me busy for a while. Um, on top of that, 
it's ski season. So I'd like to go skiing. Um, I just, it's a new hobby. Uh, okay. What am I, what am I interested in? Well, this is kind of a big question, but it also is a good explanation for someone that might be new and listening and curious about the show. Um, my interests are what shows up in the show. It's truly my selfish interests most of the time that are what drives the guests and the questions. So, I mean, I love spirituality, obviously. I love consciousness. I love um, uh, quantum physics, the nature of reality, astrophysics. Um, so planets and universe, solar systems, galaxies, universes, multiverses, whatever it ends up being. I like, I like psychology. Did I say that? I really enjoy learning about how the psyche works and how interpersonal relationships work and how you can know about more about yourself through other people. Um, I love psychology. Um, travel. I don't do a lot of travel shows, but I do love traveling and um, I just love philosophizing. So philosophers, deep thinkers, um, those are kind of my hobbies and interests. And that is what shows up in the show and unique, unique and interesting people, you know, just anybody with a, anybody that's had a really unique experience is also really, um, fun to talk to, but usually it plays into the realm of one of those things that I've mentioned. Oh, aliens too. How could I forget? Anybody that wants to talk about aliens and extraterrestrials. And even when you don't still going to probably ask them about it. <laughs> okay. Do you believe in time travel? Well, that's a right on time question based on what I just finished. Do I believe in time travel? Oh, this is where my EMDR was going to play in. Okay. So I believe in time travel uh, in a way that doesn't maybe seem as obvious as like, I get in this machine and then I all of a sudden end up in, you know, 2056 or, you know, back in, you know, 3000 BC. Um, I mean, EMDR is truly a powerful tool. Um, so, I, I mean, do I believe in time travel? Yeah, I also believe in it from a from a more quantum physics perspective, a more esoteric transcendental experience where, you know, time space reality collapses and doesn't have the same structure and fabric as it does here. Um, that feels like time travel where you can have an experience where you get a lot of information and it might've been a blink of an eye, but the information is not possible to digest in a blink of an eye. And, um, so I think that you go to other places and spaces that, um, are not this time space reality. So yeah. In, in maybe in more unique ways than riding on the ship, I do believe time travel is real. Okay. How did I get into the wine business? Uh, well, that's easy. I like drinking it. It's true. I just like drinking it. Um, anybody that knows me knows that I pretty much just drink wine every now and again, I'll have tequila, um, maybe vodka, but pretty much just wine. And, um, so it really became something that I just like was standing on a knoll in the middle of Napa Valley one day in 2006. And I was like, in my mind, I thought it'd be really cool to have something like this someday. And then it came true. So your thoughts become things. At least they can. So, you know, I'm going to go all cheesy. Dare to dream. Like, let your mind wander. And the things that you want to do in life or you want to have or places you want to go, companies you might want to start, um, just start imagining them. And, um, yeah, I'm not going to get too deep on you guys, but just know that thoughts become things. 
how to overcome procrastination. <laughs> I picked this question because I'm a procrastinator. But the one thing that helps me to get shit done is I write a list. So that's my only trick. That's my only tip is just write it down. Write it down, what you need to do. And then naturally, I feel like we all just gravitate gravitate towards wanting to cross things off a list. So write it down. Okay. Um, my view on heaven and hell and are they real? Um, well, I just got off of a great conversation with Anita uh, Morjani, who had a near-death experience. And she was talking about heaven and hell. So it's front of mind right now. Um, but truly my perspective is that it's right here. And that's what she said too. Like you, you decide it's your decision, whether or not you, you want to think positive thoughts and think, or think about negative thoughts. You want to live in fear. You want to live in love. Do you want to be positive or do you want to be negative? And it's within that framework that you are living in heaven or hell. And I think that one of the things that keeps us stuck is karma in hell because it's not karma as in like, you did that. So you're going to get it back to you. It's like, no, that's your pattern. You cheat people. So you get cheated. Like that's your, it's car. It's just a loop of patterning. And so, um, so that hell is living in those negative thoughts and like, oh, I never get what I deserve. And then you don't, you don't get anything that you deserve because that's the way you think. So I also think karma is kind of wrapped up in hell as being um, something that is uh, keeps you there. So breaking those karmic patterns um, or breaking patterns helps you get out of that. And um, yeah, yeah. Heaven and hell right here. You pick. Life is hard for sure. But repatterning the way that you think when things get difficult is the journey one part of the journey. Okay. Something I learned about myself this year. Um, I finally realized how I do everything fast. Stupid. I know you're like Danica, you drove 240 miles an hour. Like, how do you not think you do things fast? But I realized I do everything fast. I cook fast. I walk fast. I talk fast. I think fast. I move fast. Like you name it, I do it fast. And, um, it hurts me sometimes, but it's also just kind of part of me. So I, I do think that I, I have a fast thinking mind and I, I, I'm very rational as well. So I'm not just like, I'm not a lot of times I'm not really spiraling out of control. I'm just dreaming things into reality. And I just like when my mind wanders and when I get going, I just kind of get going. <laughs> so I move, I think I do everything really fast. So that was something I learned about myself this year. So it's good to know because there are times where it holds me, it is, uh, is um, not the best way to do it. So it's good to know that about myself now. What cars do I have? Okay. I picked this question because I just bought a new car. I still have my car. I still have my Range Rover right now. And I've had it for five years. I mean, it's a great car. It's beautiful. It serves me, has served me so well. It's like moved so many things all over the place because I actually got the long version. So it's like a Rolls Royce in the back for the dogs, basically, and my um, groceries. Uh, but uh, I'm ready for a new one. So I saw um, I saw some, I saw Townsend Bell and I saw a guy that works um, uh, very closely with Roger Penske named Bud Denker. And um, I saw them on pit lane at the last NASCAR race of the season in Phoenix. And 
that we started talking about cars and I was like, yeah, I'm kind of curious about the new Lamborghini Urus. Well, it's not new, but it's a few years old. Um, I'm like, I think I'm time for a new car. And Townsend said, get the, so Marco Andretti told me to get the Audi. And I was like, mm, okay. He's like, it's cheaper. It's the same car, same company. And then Townsend said, you know, you should get that Lamborghini because the resale will stay way better. It'll be, and it's a Lamborghini. And I was like, you're right. So done. So I went in and I bought it. So it's black on black on black as like red wheels and red seatbelts, but everything else is black with carbon fiber on the inside. I'm pretty stoked to get it. So any changes spiritually that have helped? The thing that I have started to do on a completely regular basis daily, I really trust my very nuanced polls. Like meaning like, oh, you should go do this or, oh, you should go do that. Like, oh, should I literally turn the corner to the right or the left when I'm walking my dogs? And I'm just like, I kind of let other things leave. Like, oh, the dogs want to go that way. I'll go that way. Um, I, I, I'm actually something silly. I just started doing like when I picture, like I have to put a shirt on. Yes, I have sweatpants on, but every time I get ready to do the show now, I literally picture myself in what I'm wearing, like as if I'm time traveling to the future to see what I'm wearing. And then I just pick the color that I see myself in. That's what I, <laughs> I know y'all are going to think I'm crazy. Um, but I'm just like trying really hard to live very, very, very true to, in to my intuition. I, I learned this little lesson a long, long time ago in a grocery store, many times in a grocery store where I would, it always seemed like the place would show up for me, where I'd be pushing the shopping cart and I'd be like going around and all of a sudden I'd just kind of like, mm, I'm wandering. And then I just turned one down an aisle. I don't even know why I turned down the aisle. And then I'm like, oh yeah, that's because I need that. And that happens so many times to me that I was like, man, there is like a, a really quiet energy like lying underneath things that if I just listen to the tiniest little voice that's sort of, or, or just let my body move, like all of a sudden I'll just figure out what I, I'll, I'll be in the right place. I'll get that thing that I forgot to put on the list or I forgot to put in my cart. And that kind of is just sort of like rippled out into more of a macro with everything in life where I just try and be really and try and live in the intuition and, um, and also check in with my body. Like, um, like feel where things feel how my body feels. Meaning like when someone says a truth, my body gets a wave of goosebumps, just like a quick wave of it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Or if something is going on and I can feel like a knot in my stomach, I'm like, mm, okay, this is like, there's the tense resistance. Or like if I can feel my heart opening up or if I can feel relaxed, like just trying to tune in to my body to let my body give me information because it's always giving you information. I mean, sickness is giving you information. So trying to just stay really close to like the very subtle, the very, very subtle things that happen that um, are trying to lead you in the right direction. Psychedelic experiences. Well, why not? Right. Why not ask answer a question about that? Um, I've talked about it a few times. I've done lots of different psychedelics. The big ones for psychedelics would be um, psilocybin, mushrooms, and ayahuasca. Number one, it's got to call you. Like it's got to come from inside of you, this curiosity, something that you want to do. It shouldn't be someone telling you, you need to do this. You have to do this. I mean, someone might share that, they, that it was awesome, but it's 
you've got to be really sovereign in your decision to whether or not you want to do it. But a lot of times asking the question and being curious is the start of it. It might not be a time, but it's sometimes can be the start of it. Um, so it's got to call you. And then the second thing to know is that just be ready for it to change your life. It's not going to be bad. It's going to be good. But sometimes it's hard to get to the good, meaning you go in and your reality matches your your external reality matches your internal reality. Like you're getting what you feel you deserve. You're getting you're getting how you're feeling like the people that show up in your life mirror your energy and the way that you act and the way that you feel. And then when you go into these ceremonies, you go into these experiences, you see things you've never seen before. You feel things you've never felt before. And you then, what I would like to say, I call it just like jumping timelines. You just, your internal reality now does not match your external reality. And so there's a time that it takes to get that to match up. And your internal isn't going to change because you can't unsee what you saw. You can't unfeel what you felt. And so sometimes that means relationships and sometimes that means jobs and sometimes you move. All kinds of things can happen. And so just know that Again, it's all leading you in the right direction towards more truth and who you really are and what you're really here for. I believe that and what's going on in this game of life. But there will be undoubtedly things that will change. So be ready for that. But no, it's all for the good. So that's it. It's got to call you. You got to be ready for change. And if you are, then make sure you find a, like just word of mouth is how you do it. You, just, you don't go on the Internet and find like, oh, or am I going to go for a you know, cool ayahuasca ceremony. You want that to be word of mouth and let let yourself take some time to find the right situation for yourself. What are my weaknesses? Uh, my weaknesses, I am not very good at details. I am a little bit of a procrastinator, as I said earlier. I'm terrible with numbers. Like when it comes to P&Ls, taxes, obviously I don't have to do my taxes, but uh, financial reports, like all that kind of stuff. I mean, does not compute. Got to talk to tech support. Something, something's missing because math is not my thing. I'm not very good at being soft with the truth, not because I'm trying to be hard with the truth, but because I don't see it as being hard, meaning I just see it really simple. Like uh, in a lot of situations, truth feels very obvious to me. I don't like bullshitting. Like there's many, many times that Someone will be talking and I'm like, what's the point? Like, get to the point. Like, why do we need all these words? If an email comes through that's longer than a paragraph, and I mean a short paragraph, I just don't read it because it's too many words. And like Haley, who's been with me for 15, 17 years, whatever it's been now, Haley knows like too many words. Don't send too many words to me. Um, it gets confusing. So uh, yeah, so those are some of my weaknesses. Um I'm sure there's so many more and I'm sure that the people around me could like help me out with what my weaknesses are, but I know those to be very true. Um, so, and I'm very much a deep diver. I think that um, sometimes that's a weakness or I just like, it almost seems like I'm obsessed with something, but I just have to figure it out. Like I go all the way to knowing the truth, which I think is a lot of times why I move really fast is because I'm just like, let's just cut to the chase. Like, is this going to work? Is it not going to work? Like, is this business the right business or not? Is it like, I just go, 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 go um, to get to the truth, which ends up coming through usually. Uh, next big project. Um, just a quick moment on it. Like, I'm actually, I really like to develop a show um, 
I'd really like to develop a show that talks about health, you know, that gets into the, into health gets into honestly, specifically, there's so many times people want me to do stuff around women, um, being a female athlete, but there's not really much about the women's side of things that I want to really like talk about. But when it comes to health and hormones, that is something that I've had experience with and something that I feel like I could speak to. So uh, thoughts on the direction of the country and the woke movement. Sometimes I read these things. I'm like, I wrote that to, to, to ask. Okay. 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 Thoughts on the direction of the country and woke movement. Um, okay. So when I wrote this down, what came to mind first was that I, this is only how I work. I don't really participate, meaning like, I don't really get into movements. I don't really get into like ideological sort of arguments. I don't, I just don't get into them. I don't get into the, I'm like woke is like the negative side of just being yourself. And, um, I don't think you have to like talk about it. You just do it, just live it. Like it's just to be lived. And so the more we talk about the things that we don't want to have, meaning, um, you know, biases, racism, you name the, you name the challenge in this, on the planet, just live with integrity. And um, that's what I choose to do. And I think that it's also not in my wheelhouse. Like I'm just, it's just not in my comfort zone. It's not what feels natural to me. So I, I, there are other people that feels very natural and they feel very called to, it's not for me. I just, just have this perspective that I just would rather kind of live the way I want to live and let that be my voice than have to actually go out there and say, let's not live like this. I just say, let's live like this. It's kind of a reframe, but that's how I view it. I just, I don't watch the news anymore. I don't even care about politics. Like, honestly, I don't, I just don't care. I don't vote. I probably never will um, because, and I don't complain either. Like I have preferences, I suppose, but I don't complain about it. It's not like, oh, wow, this country is shit because of this. Um, no, like if I want to have a say so and complain, I have to vote. And I just don't, I just don't care. I just don't think it makes that much of a difference. I think the real difference is in the collective. It's in our own integrity and our own autonomy to be able to have, have, um, be able to properly make decisions in life and have discernment for what's right and wrong. That's where I think the real growth comes. It's not through advocating for the things that we don't want. It's just living the way that we do want. Um, yeah. Okay. And then the last one, the best lesson of 2022. Uh, okay. I think staying in the intuition and going with the gut, like how many times is it wrong? You have to listen to what your gut says. It doesn't mean you don't ride things out a little bit. It doesn't mean you kind of like go through processes, but you know, don't separate from that. And I think on like a, a sister to that is your inner child. I found a lot of value in um, looking at situations like from an inner child perspective, like, would I do that to my inner child? Would I do that to my daughter? Um, would I put up with that? Is that the right thing? I think is an, another way to kind of access good decisions because we have a hard time sometimes making them for my, for your, for ourselves, me included. So, um, so I think that's a good little, little like side door to um, living with that intuition staying true to yourself, um, living in integrity, playing the long game, you know, like there's a lot of shortcuts to life to just trying to get ahead or feeling good for the moment. There's always a payoff, you know, whether it's regret or shame or, um, cleaning up some mess that you made. 
um, whatever it may be, there's, there's a payoff, um, integrity, trust. So play the long game and live in integrity and trust your intuition. And, uh, I think that leads to, well, hopefully a pretty good 2023. Thanks everybody for listening to the Pretty Intense podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard today and you want to hear more, please click on the subscribe button.